Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back. It is Thursday, February the 16th, 2023, and I am delighted to be with you this morning. I hope that everybody is doing well, that their weeks are moving along nicely, and uh, that, that you are at least... Uh, basking in the aftermath of a nice warm day yesterday comparatively really was beautiful out there i think today might be rain but nevertheless it is good to be with y'all this morning and again i'm grateful that uh dr rob marsh has allowed me to use his place this is fantastic and, and miriam for using her office but anyway um thank you so much for being here whether it's your first time or your 455th time because i think that's what daily devotional we are on together today but i'm excited because of where we are if you have been here with us this week you'll know that we are making our way through the book of acts and if you haven't been here that's a good time to jump in because we just got started in fact yesterday was only devotional number two um, on the book of acts and where we left things off was with Jesus ascending back into heaven. But we didn't get to something that I wanted to cover yesterday. And looking back, I said, yeah, I really should have talked about that. Let's pray first, and then we'll uh, we'll dig in. Father, please be with us today as we continue along in your word. Help us to see what you would have us to see, and help us to understand the importance of these things. Please guide us by your Holy Spirit. Give us an appreciation for who you are, for how you work, for all the ways that you have been faithful, and the, for all the ways that you promised to continue to be faithful. So please guide us in this time, and we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. All right, so where we left off yesterday was with Jesus ascending back into heaven, right? And a lot of what we talked about was prophecy being fulfilled? You know, we went back to John chapter one, where John said it wasn't even worthy to untie Jesus's sandals because he said, I only baptize with water, but one who is coming, right? And then Jesus reveals himself yet again as the one. Acts chapter one, verse five, for John baptized with water, Jesus said, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, we focused a lot of time on the question that they ask next. Do you remember it? If you got your Bibles open, you can see it. It says, verse 6, so when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? We talked a lot about the Israel-Rome dynamic back when we were in the gospel, according to John, throughout these daily devotionals as we've been in the New Testament. I cannot stress enough, y'all, that the, the Romans hated the Jews, but the Jews loathed the romans you know hate is not a strong enough word and constantly they were looking for this political deliverer that was going to pop up and overthrow rome and all these different things and and they had all these these horrible attitudes about why god would have to bring them political deliverance and the reality is they missed deliverance that was political but of so much greater power than that is deliverance not for the kingdom of israel but the coming of the kingdom of God itself. And they miss this. The disciples are still focused on it. And that makes sense because all throughout Jesus' ministry, they're arguing with each other over who's going to be first when Jesus comes into this earthly kingdom. Okay. Yet again, Jesus diverts them from that. And this is what he says. And this is what I didn't get to yesterday. 
I mean, we got to the passage, but I didn't get to the other principle I wanted to cover. Verse 7, he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. And then he goes on to give them the promise of the Holy Spirit. And not only the promise, he says, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And they're like, okay, great. And then all of Judea. And I'm sure the disciples were like, oh, okay, yeah, Judea, that, that's good too. I mean, technically that's God's people. And then Jesus says to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, it's, it doesn't say anything about their reaction here. But did their minds go to, all right, Jesus, you just went from preaching to meddling, you know, because they didn't want anything to do with Samaria. Rewind back when Jesus was in Samaria. They were very uncomfortable about him being there. They, they chided and chastised him for how he interacted with Samaritan people, okay? Um, but Jesus says, look, it's not for you to know when I'm coming back. It's not for you to know when God's kingdom will come in all of its fullness. And this, this points again to that theological principle of the already, not yet. You know, Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. It's already there. But it's still coming because when the day of the Lord comes, it will be like fill in the blank, right? And he told all sorts of parables about this stuff. But Jesus' instruction to them is, hey, it's not your job to be concerned about this. Your job is to do what I've called you to do. And you're going to do it in Jerusalem, in Judea. In Samaria, you can see the, 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 the sphere of influence getting, getting wider, right? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. That's Jesus' message to them. Now, what I didn't get to yesterday, is we talked a lot about the disciples and, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat, the disciples, their desire for political deliverance, for Israel's dominance, all these different things, y'all. What we didn't get to is a basic principle here when it comes to end-time stuff. Y'all, we go through these waves, through these phases. There was a group called the Millerites up in New York that went through this. Um, not too long ago, we had the guy that took out billboards everywhere and was certain when the rapture was going to be. I can't, rem I can't even remember his name, and that's a good thing because nobody needs to remember his name. But somewhere along the way, Christians got things messed up. People, and some of them meant very well, some of them are downright crooks. And they talk about end time stuff all the time because end time stuff sells. They sensationalize everything. They try to get you whipped up and then they start throwing out, you know, predictions and, and observations and all this stuff. Like I remember the first time I ever heard this, I was a little kid. I was born in 1981. Mikhail Gorbachev was still the premier of Russia. And I remember, and I remember who it was, which again, that's a good thing. But I remember watching on Channel 16. If anybody here is from the upstate of South Carolina, Channel 16 was the local broadcast religious station, and they did other things too. But I remember hearing somebody talking about how Mikhail Gorbachev was the Antichrist because he had the mark of the beast. And if you remember Mikhail, he had that, that birthright thing going on, right? And they're like, oh, it's, it's the mark of the beast. And even as a little kid, I mean, I was little, too. I mean, when did Mikhail Gorbachev fall? I think Yeltsin, Boris Yeltsin came in in like 87 or 88. But anyway, so I'm talking five or six years old. Even when I was a little kid and I was eating my chicken noodle soup, I was like, really? This is supposed to be 666? I mean, you know, I, I don't know what it is on his head. 
but it doesn't look like a 666 to me. And, it, you know, of course, I was very uneducated, all that kind of thing. But even then, I was like, come on, guys, really, really? And and I also noticed, you know, that church looks a lot different from my church. And the guy was really, really, really loud. And, you know, people were going nuts and all this kind of stuff. Now, my point is not to make fun, to, to cause needless division, anything like that. But, y'all, remember why we're given the book of Revelation, why we're given Daniel, why we're given other prophetic texts. It's never to figure out the date of the time. In fact, listen to what Jesus said here. It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. Y'all, even though Jesus plainly says this, there are those that get so wrapped up into the prophecy stuff. I think about John Hagee, right, and the blood moons. And, 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 and admittedly, they make a ton of money selling this stuff. And people just lap it up. Listen to what Jesus said here. The point of Daniel and Revelation and the other prophetic texts is not so that we will know when, it's so that we will be ready, so that we will do what God has called us to do and not get bogged down in trying to figure out, oh, well, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there is some preacher somewhere that's writing books or now we got websites and that's even worse or somebody's going to be on tv and they're going to say you see those weather balloons revelation 519 i don't even know what revelation 519 says but it's uh, now i've said that i've just got to look really quick because it would be really interesting if uh, if it ended up being something let's see here Oh, there is no Revelation 5.19. <laughs> anyway, but that's my point, y'all. There are people that will take the, the, the Chinese balloon thing and say, well, this is where that fits into the book of Revelation. And they've been doing this for years and years. Look, y'all, how many free passes is John Hagee going to get on garbage like that? And yet people still lap it up. They still buy the books. They still go to the conferences. I don't understand. Listen to what, forget about me, forget about me. Jesus said to them, Acts 1 verse 7, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. And don't give me any of this garbage where he said, oh, well, he's saying that to the disciples right then and there. That's not for us. Look, y'all, if he didn't want John to know, he probably doesn't want you to know either. Okay, and I'm not saying that John's more important than you or me or anybody else, but come on, y'all, quit making those crooks richer. You know, if it were the Old Testament, they would have been stoned a long time ago, because if you claim to be a prophet in the Old Testament and you did two things, particularly, if you were prophesying for money, you were to be executed, right? But also, if you made prophecies and they were wrong, you were to be executed. Now, I'm not suggesting violence here or anything like that. What I'm saying is quit helping these people. Don't give them a platform. The best thing that can happen is that nobody listen to them because it's garbage. What's not garbage, however, is what we're supposed to do in response. And to illustrate this perfectly, yeah, after Jesus said, it's not for you to know, he then said, the Holy Spirit's coming, the promise is coming, then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And to illustrate perfectly what God wants from me 
what God wants from you, what God wants from every believer across all time. Acts 1 verse 9. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Oh, after Jesus, and we'll stop right there. After Jesus reveals, hey, it ain't for you to know. And after Jesus goes back into heaven, what's the very next thing the disciples are told? They're asked, why are you standing here looking up into the sky? And no, this isn't because the angels or whoever the men dressed in white were. We don't really know. That's all we get, dressed in white. It's not because they're saying this isn't miraculous that Jesus just ascended into heaven. This is one of the primary events of all of the scriptures. But, you know, instead what we're to see is their message is, what are you waiting for? Why are you just standing here looking up into the sky? Jesus is going to come back the same way that he went. And they do everything but say, now go and do what he just told you to do. You know, as the followers of Christ, our directive here is very clear. It's very clear. We are not to try to figure out when he's coming back. We can be encouraged by the fact that he is. We can be grateful and should be grateful by the fact that he is. But our calling is the same as theirs. Right after Jesus said, you're going to go to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and then the ends of the earth. They're just sitting there looking around, wondering what's going on. Where is he? And the only question they're asked is, why are you here looking into the sky? You know, this is a question I've had to ask myself under different circumstances, right? The reality is this, y'all. Our calling is not, it's not, it's not hidden. It's not vague. We are simply to do what the disciples were to do. And the key word in understanding what we're supposed to do in light of Jesus being all the things he said he is, go back to verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, right? We've received the Spirit, so that, that, that's covered. And then he said, and you will be my witnesses. I've talked about this before, but you know what a witness is. A witness is not somebody that has all the answers. A witness, in fact, exists to simply tell what he or she saw, what he or she knows to be true. That's it. That is what we are called to do with Jesus. And we are called to do it with the faith that he's coming back. Now, he might call us home before he comes back, and that's his business. That's not our business. But whether he calls us home to be with him or whether he comes back today, and, and I pray that it is so, because there's nothing wrong that Jesus coming back won't make right. Nothing. But our business, our work in the meantime, is to simply witness to him, bear witness of what we know to be true.
Now, there are other things we could talk about with this, the importance of the ascension, right? How Jesus ascended back into heaven, how y'all, the ascension back into heaven is just as important as the crucifixion and the resurrection. We'll get to that later. But for this, I think this is a good spot to end. For those of you that know Jesus, witness to him, tell the truth. And if you don't know Jesus, and you know you don't know Jesus, talk to me, write me, call me, whatever. And we, I would love to talk to you about what I have witnessed. And you too can be a follower of Christ. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this time that you have given to us today, and we pray that you would impress it upon our hearts that we have a calling, we have a purpose, we're, we are a part of something so much bigger than ourselves, and we're so grateful for it. Let us not fall into the trap of that which is sensationalized, and instead, let us keep our focus on what really matters, on what is really productive. And Father, we do pray that first and greatest prayer of the church. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. And we pray it all in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I'd like to thank you all for being a part of this time. Lord willing, we will be back tomorrow morning at, oh no, wait, it's Thursday. We won't be back tomorrow morning. Now, let me tell you this, because I know there's lots of people on here that watch on Sunday morning. There's a reason I'm at Dr. Marsh's office. Again, I've been told that they have slowed down our local tower here. What used to work just great, no problem. Now it just doesn't anymore. And um, I've, I've ordered another internet service. I've, I've actually ordered Starlink. Hopefully it will be here soon and I, and I don't have to impose on Dr. Marsh anymore. But y'all, that's not portable. Um, it's going to be at my house. I don't know what that means for Sunday morning. Um, it might be that the Facebook doesn't work. This is what I'm, I'm planning on doing. If for some reason you're watching on Sunday morning, and I hope that you are a regular part of Bible-believing church. That sounds weird that I say, I hope that you aren't watching, but I know some of you need to watch, and that's why we offer it. It's for you. But nevertheless, if you're watching and we cut out, I'm also going to be recording the audio of the sermon, right? And if Facebook cuts out, doesn't work, then I'll upload the audio to sermonaudio.com and post it to Facebook. It'll probably be noon before it gets there, just because it takes time to do those things. But be patient. Hopefully Facebook will work. I, I don't know. But Lord willing, Sunday morning at 10, Monday morning at 7. I see Rose, good morning. And then there's Alice and Becky, good morning. And there's Christine and Mary Ann and the other Becky. And then there's Elizabeth and yes, Burr. It, it's it, the, the weather between yesterday and today is so different. But good morning, Roberta. Again, thank you all for being here. Those of you who commented, those of you who didn't, I know you're here too. And I appreciate y'all. Lord willing, we'll see you soon. Have a great weekend.